We are back and better than ever with the latest edition of Inside Beaver Athletics. Tanner Hoops with you. Delighted to have you along for this latest home team communications production in association with Storm Lake Radio. We are talking all things Buena Vista Athletics. going to be a really fun show today. We've got interviews coming up with head men's soccer coach Ross Minnick. A huge week for his guys with cross-country coach Chris Orlo. Our two Buena Vista Athletes of the Week presented by the Smoke and Hereford Barbecue of Storm Lake. That'd be Braden Evans and Nicole Lang. Plus Buena Vista football defensive coordinator Jake Mandelko. Could be a really fun show today. And as always, we're delighted to have you along. I know you want to hear from them, so let's not keep you longer listening to me more than you have to. But first, I do need to remind you that we are brought to you in part by State Farm Agent Stacy Eady. Did you know that there's a place where you can get good neighbor service and surprisingly great rates on home and auto insurance? Yep, that place is State Farm. Here's the deal. State Farm Agent Stacy Eady is your go-to agent in Storm Lake for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop shopping around. State Farm in Storm Lake has you covered. Give them a call at 712-732-5057. That's 712-732-5057. For your surprisingly great rates today, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Stacy does a great job as always. She's a proud supporter of our show, of BBU Athletics, really the entire community. Make sure to stop in or give her a call and let her office take care of you. They do a wonderful job. I have no worries when it comes to them. I love things getting off my plate. Stacy and her office do that and then some. Let's jump right into a few interviews here. Uh, Stefan Collins is our intern for this uh, the fall semester at BBU. He does a wonderful job, and he was able to track down defensive coordinator Jake Mandelko of the Buena Vista football team. His squad, a major improvement week one to week two. Gave up 80 and uh, lost to Gustavus Adolphus in the opener. Went on the road and pitched a second-half shutout as they win 58-21 over Northwestern St. Paul, and Coach Delk was kind enough to lend us his time and give us an interview and discuss what happened week one to week two. What were the biggest improvements for BB on defense that made the difference last Saturday? I would say um, making sure we were in the in our right run fits. We had, um, you know, there was growth in, over the that week one to week two period, knowing exactly where the fit was not letting our eyes, I mean, your eyes lie to you in football. So, and that's knowing exactly what we were supposed to look at when we go from our primary key to our secondary key. And so I think we were we were much, much more locked in on that transition from the primary key to the secondary key. Um, you know, coverage-wise, we gave up some, I mean, we, we busted several cover, we busted coverages three times and paid dearly for it three times. But, you know, they're about... 10 minutes to go in the second quarter when we finally gave up our last our last touchdown after we figured out what we were doing and we were doing it to ourselves coverage wise um, once we you know stopped shooting ourselves in the foot and realized that when we're in man to man like our run fit is off of our man we had a little little miscommunication or, or we went a little bit haywire and, and thought for a second that when we were playing man to man our run fit was off of another guy and I always joke with the guys like hey when we put you in man to man like your run fit is off of that man now sometimes depending on the defense it's either inside or outside of that man but it's it's always off of that man that you're man to man on so um you know we had a little went a little haywire on that a, a couple times paid dearly for it but good thing we got it figured out and then really Absolutely. started to, yeah. to play well and and we uh we played much faster and i think you know that is you just get used to you know the speed of the game and you know every every I'm, you know i'm sure gus davis got yeah. better from week two our week one to week two as well absolutely 
Yeah, it was a great second half. Um, can we expect to see the momentum continue into week three as we play our first conference opponents, Loris? I sure hope so. I mean, really, you know, you should continue to grow throughout the season, I think. Um, you know, you, like you hit before, the, the biggest growth from week one to week two. But I think you just continue to grow every week, barring injuries or, you know, getting, you know, you're always going to be banged up. You're the most healthy usually going into week one than you yeah. are any other week. But um, I think we should be able to build on not only the the improved defense and the, and the more defensive success, but should be able to, um, yeah, like you said, grow, grow and I think perform a little bit better. Now it is a it's a different challenge and it's it's a I mean it's it's always you know now it's conference ball so now it's mm. now it's you know the other non-conference is important but it's the conference I mean that's the one Absolutely. you're playing to win so you know I'd say maybe the stakes have been raised a yeah. little bit especially with a group you know Loris we haven't beaten since we've been here as a coaching staff um, but I really think this week the guys have been focused and, and hopefully that translates on on Saturday against Loris. Yeah, it's been the story of years past, hasn't it? We've done well in uh, the non-conference games, and then when the conference games come around, we're not done quite as well. Um, but which of the players so far from what you've seen in the non-conference games has impressed you the most so far this season? Of our own players? Of the defense, yeah. Of our own defensive yeah. players? I mean, there's been some young guys that have been really exciting to see how well they've trans or transitioned from high school to to college um fortunately this year we haven't had to rely on as many 18 19 year old yeah. young men coming in in their first semester of college because we have some older guys um i've been really excited to i mean there's a group of guys and i not only i mean really across the board it's hard to single out one guy in particular i mean there's been some some young dbs that have really shown some some growth and some some flashes of some good things some good linebackers both inside and outside you know between true freshmen and what I'll call redshirt freshmen yeah. um, and then there's been some some good young guys along the defensive line that um, you know both you know redshirt freshmen and you know mostly redshirt freshmen I think we've only got one true freshman defensive lineman um, but it's been really pretty exciting to see the growth of those guys and then the the upperclassmen really doing a good job of of teaching those young guys, A, the defense, and B, kind of your transitions, like I talked about, from your primary key to your secondary key, what to look at, um, and just the way that they've embraced those young guys and really brought them into you know, the defense and the BVU football family. So I, you know, I, I'm gonna have a hard time singling out one guy, but you know, the, every every guy has kind of shown flashes. Whether it's you know guys that are actually seeing some game time on Saturdays, or guys that are that are given great looks on scout team. Yeah, I'd say so as well. I think everybody steps up on both sides of the ball. All right, um, I'm gonna switch you up a little bit. So, coach, can you tell our listeners about your first college practice as a player back in the fall of 2004, uh, just to give everybody an idea of how far you've come in football since then? Okay. Right. Uh, thanks for bringing this one back up. So, um, I was a I was going into my redshirt year, you know, fall of two thousand four, you know, long long time ago, and uh, I was a walk on uh, safety. Um, convinced a school to let me walk on a D two school, and I was uh, we finished up practice kind of with just drills in front of each one of the kind of position coaches. You kind of went around. I think there were probably five six different stations, and I was doing. Um, a footwork drill right in front of the head coach and I caught my turf or my, my toe in the turf um, and I took a tumble right in front of the head coach and he just said college football ain't for everyone son I said <laughs> well well you know 
I guess, you know, your first football practice couldn't get much worse. It can only yeah. get better from here. And, and uh, it, fortunately, it got much better from there. But, I mean, yeah. when you start off at the, at the bottom, I really started off at the bottom. Yeah. So, you know, I, I knew that I was better than, than some of the guys I was there with, and I certainly had to prove it because yeah. early on I, I took that tumble and was – I had to have been – I mean, if we had – you know, a hundred guys. I was probably number one hundred. You know, I was I was bottom. Well, of the you've certainly there. come a long way since then. So that's <laughs> why I wanted to bring that one up. Yeah. That is once again Jake Mandelko, defensive coordinator for the Buena football team. Stepan Collins once again was able to track down that interview for us. Hey, before we move on here, a reminder to support those who support us. Midwest Market Solutions is the leading edge in commodity marketing and trading. They have offices in seven different states, including Iowa, North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, and Montana. Check them out at their website, MidwestMarketSolutions.com, and follow them on Twitter at Midwest Markets. Thank you to the Midwest Market staff for all they do and how they've made this possible here at Home Team Communications. All right, let's move on to soccer because it's been a big week for the Buena Vista soccer program. So on the men's side of things, I've talked with head coach Ross Minnick throughout um, my time at Buena Vista, his time at Buena Vista, and I know he's got big goals for the program, lofty expectations to see where he can take this. And I tell you, it was a big week, a big step forward for his squad. And I was able to catch up with him on Monday following this weekend or the past weekend's victory over Dort this past weekend. I caught up with Coach on Monday. Take a listen to that interview. Talking Buena Vista soccer with head coach Ross Minnick. His squad picks up win number one in 2021, a 4-3 overtime decision over the Dort defenders. And coach, you and I have talked about where you want to see this program go and grow as you go through the rebuilding process. And you know, I just couldn't be happier for you guys. A huge step forward for your program. Absolutely, Tanner. This this team has been has been struggling to get over that hump. And obviously when you're turning a program around into something that's that's truly successful on and off the field and for everyone to notice it, not just the people that are around the program, it takes a little something extra special. And, uh, you know, after our overtime loss on Wednesday, we kind of got together and uh, we talked about ourselves, our team, our program, and how each one of us had strengths and each one of us had weaknesses and how we had to come together to to, to win and it wasn't going to be just one person it was going to be us as a program and that and they really they really put it on Saturday right felt good to finally get it out get it out of the way now coach you've been close in every game you've played this year you've been right there has that kind of been the mindset is that we're right there we just got to make a tweak or two and uh you know the confidence has stayed uh pretty significant throughout the year yeah, absolutely. I think you know we're always in in the running. We're always competing. And I think that the guys have to believe in themselves um, as much as the coaching staff does. Uh, that's the biggest part. Is like after so many you know the last few years of struggling to get to the point where we're close and competing, and then finally competing and just not being able to to get over that. I think that we had to instill some belief in the guys, and they finally figured it out and and felt that belief. Um, and it paid off for us. Well, Coach, a huge step for your program. What's the next step? Where do you go from here? Yeah, at this point, it's got to be a snowball effect. Uh, every single practice, every single game, we have to go into that into those events with the mindset that we're going to get better and continue to do what we're doing. Um, you know, you are what you are, and, and on Saturday, we were winners, and I want them to feel like that every single practice, every single game. Um, you know, it's about that confidence. It's about that belief. Um, we're, we're a skilled team. There's no doubt about that. We have guys 
and and all over the field that have are have a high soccer IQ, have great technical skill, tactical skill. Uh, they just have to believe it and put it together. So absolutely, coach. Of all the games you've been a part of, where does a win like that rank for you in uh, in your career? Uh, I, obviously, this is this is only number two, um, and so as a head coach, at least. Uh, but winning the first one felt great because it, you know, it's the first one. But this one was a little bit different, you know. They uh, they came back twice to win, uh, not just once, twice. And and to have that, you know, after so many times being up and getting, you know, lo- losing after being scored on, um, to to battle back twice as much uh, was absolutely. It it felt it felt like everything that I've been telling them for the last three years finally clicked and. Um, you know, it, it feels it feels good for me, but honestly, it's it's everything that I feel is is poured um, out of my heart towards the guys because they're the ones that did it, uh, and they deserve all of that credit. Coach, tell me about the locker room, the confidence, the energy. Is that uh, something that's been amped up after this, or has it stayed pretty level? What's the energy like? It's absolutely amped up. You know, the guys come in and work hard every single day. Um, you know, sometimes we have off days, but I think every program has that but it's absolutely been amped up. Um, they understand, hey, this is what it needs to feel like at the end of the game in order for us to feel to feel the success, to feel the victories. So if we can feel that at the end of every practice as well, then they've done their job. Um, you know, we absolutely want them to feel like they've played a 90-minute game um, and they want that energy. So and they, and they do their best to pour that out every single day, and I, I give them so much credit for that. That was once again Ross Minnick, an interview I had with him earlier this week. His squad, by the way, added another win. They've evened the record at 2-2 two and two as they knocked off Crown College on Tuesday night, went on the road to do so. That was actually a men-women sweep. So shout-out to the Buena Vista soccer squads as they're getting the job done. And, boy, I tell you, those programs are starting to turn in the right direction. There's a rebuilding process, certainly, but, boy, those uh, those two coaches they've got there and Ross and Benton Frame, both friends of this podcast, uh, they're doing a wonderful job, and you can see it. You can see it transpiring. So, hats off to them. Hey, another soccer interview coming up here in a moment. But first, a reminder that we're brought to you in part by the Smokin' Hereford Barbecue of Storm Lake. I hope as you hear that, your mouth is watering for Iowa's best burger. They have it, 1605 West Milwaukee Ave in Storm Lake. Be sure to check that out. I tell you, you are missing out big time <laughs> if you haven't been uh, paying a visit to the Smokin' Hereford lately. Uh, They are also the sponsor of our Male and Female Athletes of the Week at BVU, and I was able to catch up with our male athlete of this past week, Braden Evans of the men's soccer squad. Braden had the game-winning goal in that victory over Dort. He had a hat trick, in fact. Um, He's been a big part of why BVU soccer has uh, gotten off to the start that they have this year with that win against Dort, and then Tuesday making it two in a row against Crown. I was able to catch up with him earlier this week as well. Braden, uh, first of all, congrats on all your success here early on. Where have you seen yourself as a soccer player from scoring three goals in a season, a shortened season a year ago, to scoring three goals in a game to help your team get back in the win column? Where have you seen growth from the time you got to BV to last year to now? Uh, I think a big a big thing uh, this year compared to last year uh, has been my growth with uh, my soccer IQ. Um Obviously, coach has us do workouts and uh, technical stuff, and we can do that on our own as well. But 
Um, the more I watch games, the more I participate in them, uh, and the more I see them and just in general, um, I feel like I can watch my position and, and uh, learn things that will help me with my position. So um, my soccer IQ uh, has definitely been uh, definitely been exponentially better compared to last year. Well, not a big off season having just played in the spring. Uh, does that help? Does that hurt? How did that affect you? Uh, I would say that it was actually a good thing for me um, because uh, we don't have so much of that wait period before we before we start again. Um, on the off season, you can go to indoor games. You can go you can go to the gym, but it's not quite the same as playing uh, game after game, getting you in that. Uh, amazing, amazing shape that you are. Um, so it was definitely a great thing for me, uh, fitness-wise, for sure. Braden, take me on to the field Saturday against Dorta. Three-goal performance. Oh my! That 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 has to be uh, one of the one of the highlights of my life. Um, scoring the first goal uh, always gets gets the blood flowing, and uh, I converted that that penalty for my second. Um, that that always gets you wondering, and it wants you wants you to complete that hat trick. It wants you to get just one more, just one more. Um, I was lucky enough to to uh, put myself in a good position to score that for for the hat trick in overtime. Um, but I I couldn't have done it with without um, the help from up top and from the defense playing their part as well. So it was definitely a highlight of my life. Braden, walk me through the final goal. Do you remember it pretty vividly? Is it kind of a blur? Uh, if you could, take me through that golden goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Brody Steinfeld, uh, uh, our sophomore forward, uh, was taking on uh, these one guys, and I was I was pulling out on the on the left hand side of the field, um, and he as soon as the defender stepped, Brody knew uh, to uh, let go of the ball. Um, and I ran onto it, and I hit it one time, curled it uh, up and over the the goalkeeper into uh, the top corner, the upper right. Brayden, I asked Coach, I want to ask you, what's the next step for you guys now? Where do you want to see the program go forward from here? Yeah, yeah. So for some of these, uh, some of the freshmen, um, as this is their first win with uh, with BV here. Um, we want them to feel that hunger. They want to. They want to uh, to feel that win again. So um, I want to show those guys what we can do and what it feels like to have these great moments. Um, so we're always looking. We're always looking uh, to improve with our passes, our um, off the move, off the ball movement, um, and just the clinical stuff as well. Um, we we want to continue to go up and show show our our viewers what we can what we can do when we when we know what to do. Hey, lastly, Braden, some nice individual honors come out for you this week. You're the conference uh, soccer player of the week. You're our male athlete of the week. Uh, getting recognized for your accomplishments, your achievements. What does that mean to you? Oh, it's uh it's great to it's great to win that. Um, but I feel like. Uh, the effort from everyone else um, wasn't uh, well it can't be awarded as well but um, I can definitely thank the other guys for making me look so good on the accomplishments side. <laughs>
That's once again Braden Evans of the men's soccer program at BVU. The game-winning goal against Dort on Saturday to give BVU their first victory in almost two calendar years on the soccer field. And I tell you, he's a big part of why that program is a turn of the corner and very well-deserved honor as our male athlete of the week. On the other side of that, we have an interview with our female athlete of the week. And Stefan Collins was kind enough to track that down for us. That's Nicole Lang of the Buena Vista women's tennis squad. A big week for her as she went four and two with a pair of wins at number one singles and at number one doubles uh, as her team was uh, battling Northwestern and Grandview earlier this week. That interview in a moment, but first think about the last time you thanked yourself for something special. Maybe it was the me time that you took last Tuesday or you finally learned Italian. Well, if you really want to do something that'll make you thank yourself later, then start creating a plan for your financial goals today. State Farm agent Stacy Eady is right here in Storm Lake. She'll help you look at the things you want to save for and build a plan that'll set you up for success. The early you start planning your goals, the better off you'll be. So call State Farm agent Stacy Eady in Storm Lake today and thank yourself later. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Nicole Lang of the Buena Vista Women's Tennis Squad, our Women's Athlete of the Week at BBU, presented by the Smokin' Hereford Barbecue. Here's Stefan. Nicole, I've known you since freshman year, and with that being the case, I know that you weren't always a tennis player. You actually played basketball your first two years here. Uh, what made you want to start playing tennis? Um, playing tennis, I started in high school as a freshman, so I haven't been playing very long, but I've always enjoyed the sport. Um, I was recruited by different schools to play tennis as well as basketball, obviously, and um, when I committed to play basketball, I knew I just wanted to focus on basketball, and with um, different situations and you know, life happening and such, I chose to start tennis my freshman year in the spring semester, but we were kind of in a different situation here on tennis for um, the team for the women's side of things and we got a new coach and we didn't have enough players to play a spring um, league and so I just practiced and then I came back in my sophomore year and I've been playing tennis ever since and um, decided to focus on tennis and have kind of ran with that and it's turned out pretty good for me. You had an impressive win in the close match against Sophia Rodin Tiver this past week. Uh, the three set match finishing 6 1, 6 7, 11 9. It's always tough playing a third set, especially after losing the second one by such a close score. How did you manage to overcome the momentum swinging in this one uh, to win a very close tiebreak? Um, yes, it was very close. Um, tiebreakers are, are not my favorite thing in the whole world, mm. but Coach Dan, he makes us do them all the time in practice. And I think as a senior, my. Um, confidence has really built up in uh, the second set um, I lost I can't remember the score in the second set uh, to win to go on and lose the set actually in the tiebreaker so we were forced in a third which was kind of nerve-wracking I had just got back from COVID so I hadn't been playing for two weeks and I come in and upset her and I was feeling really good going into the third match I was or the third set I was really ready to go I was locked in I kept my head down and focused, and it was really hard. My teammates were around, so they were kind of pushing me, and my coach who's like, you got this, we do this every single day. Even though I'd been out for two weeks, it was still really good, um, and I grinded it out, and I kind of got in her head a little bit. So once I knew I had a hold of her head, she was kind of, you know, slamming her racket, throwing the balls around, and I was like, all right, this is my, ch this is my chance, this is my time. So um, I just dug deep and focused and pulled, a, pulled away with the big win. <laughs> 
Awesome. All right. Uh, as for doubles, you and Alexis had some great service games between the two of you, but unfortunately, you came up short, losing five to seven. Uh, what were the positives that you can take away from this match, and what do you need to improve on for next time? Um, that was a tough loss for us, actually. Like I said, I was gone for two weeks, and in college, we play doubles before we play singles. So that was actually my first match back in doubles, and you could tell I hadn't played for a little while. And it started, the wheels kind of started going, and then they kind of fell off for a little mm -hmm. bit. And we said, we're not letting that happen again. Um, last, our last match was Saturday, yeah. And we, we grinded through and just put the hammer down. Uh, Coach Taylor had some positive comments to make about your performance at Grandview. Uh, how have your coaches impacted you since you've been on the team? Um, in high school or college? College. Or in college, yeah. yeah. Um, really good. I like Coach Taylor a lot. He is a very positive and very uplifting person. He's kind of laid back for me. And I'm more of a very aggressive player, and a, I don't know, I like a little drive. So sometimes mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, coach, like, yell at me or something, because I come from the basketball <laughs> yeah. world, like, getting yelled yeah. at and stuff. So that's a big difference for me, but I really do enjoy him on as a coach, and he's a really, he knows a lot of stuff. Like, he kind of knows now, because I've been under him for three years now, um, when I need to talk to him, when I don't need to talk to him. Like, when I'm usually flowing really good, I just kind of stick mm -hmm. to myself on the court, keep my head down, and have my water and stuff. And if I'm struggling, you know, I'm like, coach, like, I need you or something, but usually we have a pretty good balance of, hey, I need to talk to you, don't need to talk to you, which is really nice. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about this year's team, and what do you feel as though your teammates bring to the court that can help BV to be a force to be reckoned with this conference season, uh, starting with Simpson on Friday? Oh, yeah, Simpson is, they really have turned their program around a lot from what I've played with them. Um, we used to be able to keep, compete with them. We were starting to, and then they kind of got some new recruits in, and they are a really good team, and I was really struggling against Simpson. I was feeling the fatigue from COVID, and we that was our second match, and I knew we had to play senior day the next day, and I was like, Coach, like, why are we playing three matches and back-to-back -back like this? And he's like, I don't know. It just happened that way, and obviously I'm thankful to have court time, but sometimes it's like a little much when you're on the road, but it was a, it was a, huff, it was a hard week, but I don't know. I'm really excited. The girls are – I'm trying to think. We have – all freshmen and me and Lexi are seniors Alexis is a junior and I think the more we practice and stuff and going around and playing them um they're going to be really good if mm -hmm. athleticism is a big thing in tennis I think that's where I've gotten a lot of success and I see that a lot in our freshmen and incoming players that if they're athletic enough and they keep hitting the racket that it's going to be something really special that's great speaking of away day away days though uh who's your favorite person to sit next to on the bus um, I actually sit in the passenger seat, so I sit right mm. next to Coach. Oh, I'm there usually, you go. Yes, yeah. I'm usually controlling the music, you know, getting him riled up, <laughs> telling him to go faster. He's kind of a slow driver. He won't. He he's not a lawbreaker. Uh, we like to listen to a lot of music. Uh, Megan Trainer, one of her songs, "Better Not Say It Over This." Uh, it's that's one of the songs we like to listen to. Anything throwback. Um, we just like to. We have a good time in the band. I think. Those are some moments, too, that I'll never forget, definitely, that are in the van going to and from um, meets and stuff. Mm -hmm. All right. One more question. Uh, the U.S. Open was just played over the past couple of weeks. The women's side of it was won by Emma Raducanu, an 18-year-old that was unranked a few months ago. She won the U.S. Open without conceding a single set. What do you make of her performance in this tournament, and was it inspiring for you to witness? Did you enjoy it? Yes, yeah. I really enjoyed watching the U.S. Open. Um, my favorite U.S. Open was when Maria Sharapova 
played and Shania Twain actually sang at the opening of that night and Maria, it was her, she was back playing after her suspension mm -hmm. and she is one of my favorite players of all time. Um, right now my favorite player is Kerber who was actually upset by um, the Canadian Hernandez. Leila Fernandez, yeah. Yes, and she was in the final as well. So, And she turned 19 actually during the US Open. So they were both actually 18 and um, Layla turned 19 the, I don't know, the day right before the final, I think, right. something like that, which mm -hmm. was incredible. And I think for being 18 and 19 years old, they are incredible players, both unranked. Like you said, she never dropped a set the entire tournament, just kept battling and battling through. And I think that is very, very impressive. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's going to be a lot of talk about her, and I think she's got a bright future. Same with uh, the Canadian. I, I think they're going to be something. Nicole Lang, once again, the reigning Female Athlete of the Week at BVU, presented by the Smoke and Hereford Barbecue of Storm Lake. They are kind enough to support us and support our university, so we are extremely thankful for them. We couldn't be more grateful. Before we move on, a reminder that Midwest Market Solutions is the leading edge in commodity marketing and trading. They have offices in seven different states, including Iowa, North and South Dakota, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, and Montana. Listen for market reports daily on your ag network, RFD-TV, and on their website, MidwestMarketSolutions.com. Give them a follow while you're at it, at Midwest Markets on Twitter. We thank those guys and the staff there and for all that they do supporting us. I tell you, um, let's keep go. Let's uh, let's move on here to cross country, and we'll welcome in a new coach uh, to the program. Chris Orlo is the head cross country coach at Bonavista University, and Stefan was able to track him down and give us an update on what the seasons looked like for him and his squad. Coach, you attended Eastern Illinois University and graduated in 2018, where you were a Division One athlete in cross country and track and field. So the first question I'd like to ask you is, what are the similarities and differences between your college experience and the experience of the members of the cross country team here at BBU? Yeah, of course. So um, the Division One level, um, I've noticed it's obviously a little bit more intense than, than what I'm used to at the Division Three level. So I've had to kind of dial back um, Kind of my intensity with some stuff um, but with that said you know the division three level is still a great level to compete at and you know we've got teams in our conference like warper glorious um, all those schools that are i mean could very well be a mid-major division one school um, at least in cross country and in track and field so to be able to compete against teams like that it, you know it it brings familiarity um, to what i'm used to and it helps me teach my athletes um, what they need to do to be successful within our conference um, so I think that's that's kind of huge to be able to bring that to, to BV um, as well. Okay. So. Um, you had a lot of individual success in college. You were a first-team all-conference selection for cross-country in your senior year. Uh, so which athlete on the cross-country team reminds you the most of yourself as a college athlete? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I think we've got a few. Um, most notably, I think Greg Tisdall, um, Kyle Miller. You know, he's very hardworking, but both of those are very hardworking guys. Um, Emily Hazing is another one, you know, very dedicated and, and driven um, to, to be successful as well. So I think those kind of those three remind remind me of myself. And um, I think um, I, I think the team in general, you know, can do huge things within the conference. Um, they've made huge improvements uh, throughout the last year. And um, I think in, in every way, at least one person or everybody on the team reminds me of myself in some sort of way, which is um, pretty cool. 
was like, I hope you don't mind me asking, but you're not that much older than our senior class. You're not that much older than I am. Um, do you feel as though that gives you an advantage over other coaches since you might be able to relate better to your athletes and have a better idea of what it's like to be a student athlete at the present moment? Yeah, I think it has its advantages and disadvantages. You know, I can relate with our athletes a lot more than, you know, maybe a coach that is like, I don't know, 55, 60, 65 mm-hmm. years old, you know, a little bit out of the social norms um, from, from this time or this age. So I think in that way, that's an advantage. But, you know, I'm also young. I do make some mistakes here mm-hmm. and there. You know, as a, as a young coach, you're, you're going to make mistakes. Um, and and I think, you know, that, that can be an a disadvantage compared to those older coaches who have been doing it for so long they have the knowledge and and the wisdom and um so i i think you know there, there are good good and bads to that yeah definitely um what made you want to come and coach bv yeah in comparison to other colleges maybe yeah for yeah. sure so i i saw the potential in bvu you know there's a lot of schools around here that um you know we have an indoor track you know that's a facility that a lot of schools don't have you know in the iowa area um, we, we've got schools that, that want to come and, and use our facility, especially high schools too, you know. So I think there's a lot of potential at BV. There's a beautiful lake out here. You know, the campus is beautiful as well. So I was just kind of, I, I was unfortunate in the fact that um, I wasn't able to come on campus for an interview due to COVID. Um, so I, I I had to do a lot of research online of, of what the school is like and um, see pictures of, of campus and stuff like that and make my decision that way. But um, ultimately, you know, I'm I'm happy being here at BVU. Um, I'm excited, uh, especially with the teams that we have. You know, they're they're working hard. We had a workout yesterday that really really got my blood pumping. I was excited <laughs> for them. They they all killed the workout yesterday. So, um, just just those little things make me happy. Really awesome. happy to be at BV and and be a coach here. Awesome. Um, how did you feel about the Augustana Twilight meet earlier this month? Uh, we finished 18 for 31. Are you mm-hmm. happy with the result? Yeah, I'm I'm actually really happy with the result. You know, we had I think there were about five five to ten division one teams there. Um so you know that I mean to take eighteenth with a, a competitive field like that, um, I mean that's exciting. You know, you we're we're almost in the top half of, of all those teams. Um so be to be able to um be in there and, and competing with all those those teams, it's it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. I'm excited to see what our team does this year and and how they um, improved just this year. You know, they've improved greatly from last year. So they're in much better shape this year than they were at the beginning of last year. So I'm excited to see what they, they do within the conference and, and regionals as well. That's great. Uh, on Saturday, you and the team will head to Lincoln, Nebraska for the Greeno Ducks and invite. What can be expected of the team at this meet, and how does it differ from the Augustana meet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a, we're so at Augustana, um, the men's side, we only ran a four-mile. Uh, the women's side, we only ran a 5K. So this week we're jumping up to a 6K on the women's side, and then we're jumping up to an 8K on the men's side. All right. So um, mainly I'm just looking for my athletes to compete. You know, it's early in the season. Um, I'm not not expecting any of them to to win or um, anything like that. We're just going for PRs. You know, um, the the more we can compete, uh, the the more you know we put ourselves out there. The times will come. You know, as long as you're competing, don't worry about times and um, everything else will fall into place. So um, that's that's kind of my expectations for the team. Um, I'm not going to put a team place on them. I'm not going to um, do anything like that. I don't want to put too much pressure on them at the start of the season. Yeah. So um, those are kind of my goals for, for them, just compete and, and have some fun. 
is the competition level the same as it was at a previous tournament? Yeah, it's yeah. it's similar. Um, there are a few more Division One teams as well. Um, the University of Nebraska is actually mm-hmm. hosting it, um, so I'm assuming there's going to be a, a few more Division One teams there too. Yeah. So um, I think they're they're splitting them up in divisions though. So um, we'll see how that goes. You know, okay. it's exciting stuff. We get to compete on the 2018 Big Ten Championship course as well. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. I'm excited for that. All right. Uh, last question I've got. How do you feel about the makeup of this year's team compared to last year? Yeah, so fortunately, um, it's actually very similar. Uh, we added two male freshmen uh, this year. Um, so those those guys have actually um, done a good job in, in coming in and adjusting very well as well. You know, we've got good leadership on our team that, that allowed them to adjust um, as freshmen. Um, so on the men's side, again, just those two two are new so everybody's returning on the women's side we literally have everybody returning same exact team as last year so um i'm, I'm expecting some some pretty big things within the conference on, on both sides that is once again chris orlo the head cross country coach at Buena vista university stefan collins was able to track down that intern we thank them both for that we also thank the smoking herford barbecue in storm lake proud sponsors of bbu athletics and inside beaver athletics presented by home team communications um jen and her staff are wonderful everything on the menu is delicious i cannot recommend them enough you know i i do that even if they weren't a sponsor of us but they are and that makes it a hundred times better um, they also sponsor male and female athletes of the week you'll hear interviews with whoever that may be Next week, when our episode comes out, be sure to watch our social media. Give us a follow on social media. On Twitter, we're at Home Team Comms. And like us on Facebook, Home Team Communications. We've got a lot of stuff going out there from BBU Athletics and throughout the area. You won't regret it. I tell you, that's going to do it for this week's pod. I appreciate you tuning in. For Stefan Collins, our partners at Storm Lake Radio, and all of us here at Home Team Communications, I'm Tanner Hoops. Have a great weekend. Go Beavers. Go Beavers.